Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. to the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you're listening to The Bar. We are grateful that you're listening. And like I start every week, I love to start the show out by thanking the listeners. I know it sounds like a broken record, but I can't thank you guys enough for listening to the bar. The fact that you are taking time out of your schedule, driving down the road, cooking food or messing with the kids, whatever you're doing, listening to the bar, man, I am grateful for your ears and your time and thankful for you sharing the podcast. Uh, if you're listening right now, if you got your phone on you, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag the bar, let us know that, uh, that you're checking us out. And like I do every Tuesday, I bring you an awesome guest. This guest is just like all the other guests. He's awesome. We had to work around a little schedule going from the summer to the to the semester because he, he does work at a university. We have on none other than Mr. Jared Wilson. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on here, brother. Yeah, man. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, my buddy Ed, uh, uh, Romain will be excited. He's been trying to get me to get you on for a while. And then I'm really, really good friends with Joe and Jimmy. So you know how that goes. They, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, uh, back and forth banter. They always throw your name out there. So I said, man, I got to have Jared on my show. You know, I just can't, yeah. can't let them have all the fun, man. So, um, I want to start out, man, let you introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, share whether, whatever you want to share, whether it's personal, professional, and we'll jump in right after that. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I currently, uh, live in Missouri in the Kansas City area. Been serving at Midwestern Seminary for the last, uh, four, actually I just completed four years. So just started my fifth year 
Um, previously was working in the communications department there uh, doing a website called For the Church, sort of the gospel-centered resources uh, that they produce, video, blog posts, those sorts of things. Uh, but recently transitioned over to faculty. And so at the moment, uh, I'm teaching in the college and pursuing my doctorate to uh, eventually be teaching at the seminary level. And so I am an assistant professor of pastoral ministry at Spurgeon College, which is the undergraduate arm of Midwestern and author in residence um, at Midwestern. And I write books and I travel and speak. And I, um, yeah, that's what I do professionally. Uh, more importantly, I, I've been married to Becky for uh, 23 years, and we have two daughters, one who is in college in Pennsylvania and uh, one who is a junior in high school. Nice. Awesome, man. You know, yeah. so I'm going to pay you a compliment, man. You don't look old enough to have a, a daughter in college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because I mean... I've been using the same ten-year-old photo. For <laughs> there you go. Hey, yeah. that's that's the trick, trick, man. Of the trade. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, well, look, yeah. I have one in college too, so people probably could say the same thing. That's that's why I had to throw that out there. I was like, yeah, you, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, man. But I'm, you know, my my photos real time, so I just look that young and handsome. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> man. So listen, I, I I didn't know some of that. I'm glad you shared that with us. Um. I knew about, you know, some of the, some of the books, uh, and I didn't know what your involvement was with the Florida Church Project. Could you kind of talk about that, your involvement with that, um, kind of the vision, uh, was for that? Cause I, I really enjoy, you know, the podcast you guys do and some of the other resources that you guys uh, produce. Yeah. So it began essentially as, um, a part of kind of the, the revitalization of Midwestern Seminary. So uh, Jason Allen came to the presidency uh, a little over seven years ago, and um, his vision essentially uh, was that seminary education should be rewed or more consciously connected mm. um, to the life of the local church, to the heart of the local church. So the For the Church uh, vision uh, was really his and mm-hmm. became kind of the motto for the school and um, and that sort of thing. And then later I was brought in uh, basically to help launch a, a resources website, which uh, originally was kind of envisioned as being an extension of the Midwestern uh, Seminary website and then grew into um, still hosted and sponsored by Midwestern, but um, really sort of a, a standalone site where um, the seminary could basically um, encourage and build up the church with Mm. Um, yeah, with uh, devotional articles, articles aimed at ministry leaders, both, uh, you know, vocationally, but also, um, you know, just mature lay leaders. And, um, you know, that has, uh, you know, grown a little bit in the sense of, you know, who we're reaching and, and, and how we're reaching them. But, um, yeah, we've been a few years into that. Um, I was part of the launch of, of the website, just sort of soliciting content and doing a lot of the editorial and we have grown since then. Ronnie Kurtz, who is a, a local uh, church planning pastor in the area, also works at Midwestern. Uh, he's now the managing editor for the website for the church. Mm. Um, and then we co-host the uh, the podcast, which is about a year or so old uh, together. And um, and that's been you know that's proven pretty um, yeah pretty exciting to do. The growth in the podcast has been really neat as well. So. Yeah, we're just trying to encourage the church. We're not, uh, you won't see a whole lot of 
you know, hot button political type right. there. I mean, every now and then we touch on some things, uh, but we've got writers from all over the place. Um, you know, that, you know, they're not just Midwestern uh, writers. We just want to be a platform for those uh, who are gifted um, and called to kind of encourage Christians with, um, yeah, with the grace of God. Awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I had Dr. Allen on the show. Uh, great, yeah. great guy. Uh, really, really love just, you know, um, the, his humbleness for one. I mean, cause I, I, I yeah. joke with him. I was at, uh, Ligonier's conference this past, uh, March and, you know, was in circle with some guys and, and it was just, everybody was just bragging about, you know, Midwestern and, and how things are turned around and how it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to, you know, make some great headways. And, you know, he was kind of yeah. the, the guy that kind of pulled that around, man. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I was like, man, I got to have him on the show. And, uh, it was on, he was on and it was, it was really good, really enjoyed it. Um, so it's really good to hear that. Um, and then, like I said, for the church, uh, you know, definitely, uh, has been a resource, uh, for me personally, uh, as far as even with the podcast, enjoy you guys. Cause I, I'm a podcast advocate now. I mean, of course I okay, have one, okay. but I, I, you know, I, I actively listen. Like I want to know what's going on, what people are saying. And, uh, and, and I enjoy you guys. Um, and, 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 you know, podcasts, I always tell people podcasts are the future, man. So that's, that's okay. why I really, uh, I, I really, <laughs> really a real big advocate for that, man. So, um, yeah. let's, let's talk about some of the books, man. Cause you have quite a few. Uh, out there, um, yeah. you know, you do the little Google search or the Amazon search, you know, you get, get the list. What's the latest, uh, book that you release? Uh, the latest book that I've released is actually a Bible study. It came out mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago from New Growth Press. Uh, it's a Bible study on the book of Ruth. It's called mm. Ruth, uh, Redemption for the Broken. That's the newest, mm. um, thing. But in terms of like a full trade book, um, my newest release was earlier this year is a book called the gospel driven church, which came out from Donovan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one I, I saw pretty, pretty high and heavy, but so <laughs> I couldn't, I cannot resist this. Uh, you, you don't know this, but I have a charismatic word of faith background, right? And so Alrighty. as soon as you said Ruth, I was thinking, uh, cause that was the, the, the whole, you know, the, in the charismatic world, they love that story for the single women. You know, you gotta, gotta go get your Boaz, you know, where you, yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, like, so, yeah. so get for, for some of my people that have some of that residue on them, like myself, uh, talk a little bit about that study guide and, and some of the things that you, you cultivate or, or that you, you're trying to, to come across with that story outside of trying to find a Boaz. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the, you know, the, the study is in a series from New Growth, which is, uh, essentially, uh, a gospel-centered life, um, you know, approach to studying the scriptures. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a short Bible study. Um, uh, it's one of the first released in that series. There's another one that came out very recently on Jonah, uh, by Ian Duguid. And, um, basically what I'm trying to do is show a couple of things. First of all, um, how, uh, the story of Ruth and Boaz and Naomi and everything going on in there um, helps us to um, live our lives in a way that makes mu- uh, you know much of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see it everywhere from in the beginning, Naomi, despite her bitterness, trying to put uh, you know her daughters-in-law ahead of herself, mm-hmm. um, you know wanting the best for them, and then immediately Ruth 
thinking, putting Naomi ahead of herself, uh, you know, making that commitment to her, wherever you go, I'm going to go. Um, and so you just see this sort of selflessness, even in the way Ruth just sort of obeys whatever Naomi, <laughs> whatever Naomi <laughs> says, you can see right. kind of a, uh, you know, like a naivete or something, but Ruth is like, no, I've, I'm, I'm wedded to you um, in, in that our fates are entwined together. I'm committed to you. And so you see a good, you know, um, example of just re- relational love and sacrifice. Um, and then certainly you do that. You see that between, um, you know, Ruth and Boaz, the way um, that he looks after her and takes care of her. And so really it's a, it's a picture of um, sort of gospel-centered relationships generally of selflessness. But really the bigger picture that I'm trying to do is show how this little story, which is set, I mean, such a, a lovely little um, story, a true story, historical, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know uh, narrative, but it's such a lovely story placed against the backdrop of Judges, which is when this is taking place, mm. with all of its strife and, and, and bloodshed and chaos. Right. This little, you know, romance uh, is set against that backdrop, and what I make the claim for in the Bible study, the kind of through line is that it is a love story, but not the way we think it's really about Christ's love for his church. And so I, you know, essentially draw in the idea of Christ as our kinsman redeemer. Um, And even, you know, if you remember one of the little twists at the end of the story of Ruth um, that a lot of people kind of, you know, miss is that first kinsman in line, there's another fellow, who mm-hmm. uh, by law has sort of obligation to Ruth, or at least has opportunity for Ruth, and he determines that he cannot redeem her. Um, there's too much uh, at stake. He, you know, he wants the field. <laughs> yeah. But when he yeah. finds out she comes with it, he's like, "No, I don't. I don't want her. So therefore, I cannot mm-hmm. redeem it." Mm-hmm. And I, I use that to sort of say, it, "This is a picture of." You know, the first kinsman in line is the law, and the, and, and the mm. law um, has an obligation to us, and we to it, and it and yet it cannot redeem us. Um, wow. And, and so, you know, Christ comes in the gospel, and as Paul has explained in 2 Corinthians 3, the gospel does what the law cannot, which is essentially fulfill its own implications. He, mm-hmm. he fulfills the law for us, and... Uh, is our is our redeemer? So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing there in that story. Nice. Just trying to help people see see the beauty of Jesus, really. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And so I I just wanted to let you know the the charismatics they didn't leave out the fact that the dude you know he couldn't he couldn't uh, redeem her because oh, that was okay. the that was that was all the guys that weren't up to the standard of God. You so know, I'm telling you, they had it laid out. Here. <laughs> Unfortunately, they had it laid out. Okay. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's awesome, man. I, I, that, that is, that is, that is really awesome. Um, I'm excited for that. Make sure you, my, we put a, a link to that in the show notes. So another one, the one you were telling me about the, uh, gospel driven church, right? Is that the name of it? That's right. The gospel driven church. Yep. So, so is that a, is that a play on the purpose driven church? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> it, it is, but man, it goes, it goes way back. And you know, what's funny. Um, so gosh, more than 10 years ago, I started a blog called the gospel driven church. And yes, mm-hmm. it was a tweak on, on the purpose driven, uh, nice. concept. Um, and I received a very kind email from Rick Warren way, way oh, back wow. then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was when like, I was, you know, you know, um, now that blog, the Gospel Driven Church, is hosted at the Gospel Coalition. But at that mm-hmm. time, I, it was just a blogger 
I was just on Blogspot or something like that. <laughs> and so I don't know how he found it, um, um, but he found it and he sent an email and uh, it was around Christmas time. And he's just saying, hey, Merry Christmas, Jared. Uh, you know, like the name of the blog is what he said. <laughs> and I thought, the, my first response was, is this really Rick Warren? <laughs> right, right. And, and it turns out it was. Uh, but wow. yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the concept of it just kind of comes out of my major theme um, in ministry over the last, uh, you know, 10, 15 years, which has been um, generally that all of life and certainly all of ministry and therefore the church should be oriented around the finished work of Jesus Christ and the implications mm-hmm. of gospel centrality. Um, right now, that's kind of popular. When I first started doing it, um, when I you know, first started kind of writing about these things, there wasn't a TGC, or at least there wasn't mm-hmm. you know, what there is now. There was no website and all those sorts of things. Um, I was just trying to sort out, like, what does it look like to um, have the gospel at the center for Christians? We all kind of agreed the gospel is for lost people. Right. But um, the the idea that the gospel would be um, what empowers us to obey, what mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. Uh, sanctifies us as well as justifies us, all those things were kind of new-ish. Uh, you know, being recovered, they're not new ideas, right. but they were right. being you know uh, they were new-ish for evangelicals of my generation at least, which um, you know we were raised on kind of the attractional uh, secret church kind of mm-hmm. paradigm. So so that's where the book comes out of. It's really uh, it's been a long time coming for me, and is the culmination of uh, doing a lot of writing and a lot of traveling um, and, and getting to learn um, how different pastors and different churches have been um, working through a transition of kind of pragmatic, consumeristic um, you know, principles to a greater gospel centrality, and then trying to synthesize that into uh, as helpful a book as I could manage, basically kind of a leadership type book on how do you transition a church to gospel centeredness. Right. Wow. That's cool, man. That is, um, I mean, it's definitely needed. Um, definitely yeah. timely. Uh, and, and that's also kind of personal encouraging to me, the fact that you've been working on this, uh, you know, for so long and, and then it finally, you know, becomes what it is in the book, you know, started out as a blog. Um, yeah. so that, that's, that's awesome. So, uh, let's, let's dig into the book just a little bit before our break. Um, what are some of the, the key points that, you know, you know, somebody, let's say somebody say, Hey, Jared, man, tell me, tell me something about a book. What are some of the key points, like kind of digging a little bit deeper that, uh, that, that you bring out as far as the, the gospel applying? I know you mentioned it applying to us as Christians, but what are some, uh, some, some little bit, uh, little harder nuggets deep down in there? Yeah, so it's it's really predicated on changing the scorecard for what accounts for success. So mm. the way the way most of us measure if our church is doing well is sort of the the external uh things that we can count, how many people are coming. Right. Um and then you know, certainly as compared to last week or last year or 2 years ago, are we seeing a you know kind of an upward trajectory in our numeric growth, uh, how many dollars are being given, all, you know, those sorts of things. Um, and then really just sort of the, um, you know, if we measure kind of the vibe <laughs> in terms of like, is there, <laughs> is there uh, creativity? Is there, is there emotion? Are people excited? Those sorts of things are the kind of things generally um, that we use to measure if a church is doing well. And so what I'm 
what I argue for in the book is that those things aren't bad. It's normal, in fact, to want more people to come to your church. It's normal to want more money given to your church. It's normal to want people to be excited about coming to church. But those don't tell us everything, and they don't tell us the most important things about whether a church is on the right track. So I go a little um, into church history um, to see um, where we might find some good metrics, what what I call in the book the metrics of grace, Mm -hmm. um, which are things more about the disposition of a church and the character of a church and how we might measure those things. And so I pull from uh, Jonathan Edwards' book, um, uh, on distinguishing the distinguishing marks of a true move of the Spirit of God, and he offers five marks, which you know I always you know joke you get a discount here if you go to Mark Dever he's going to give you nine marks. I just got five. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you get four fewer if you come to me. Uh, <laughs> but it's basically like Ed, you know Edwards was looking at. Um, all, you know, all the things that we would say is success in terms of externals. There was a growing number of people making decisions. There was a very emotional kind of experiential uh, vibe there in their church, um, you know, given their, uh, you know, cultural context. Um, you know, people were responding with enthusiasm to uh, to the message of the gospel. But Edwards was wise enough to say um, these things are good things. He, he calls them neutral signs, but but they don't tell us everything. How would we know if this is really from God? Mm-hmm. Because he says, if it's from Satan, it could, it, you know, um, you know, Satan could stir people up, and Satan could. So the counter, you know, it could be a counterfeit. It doesn't mean it is a counterfeit, but he's just saying, right. how would we really know this is from God? Exactly. And so he comes up with things like a growing esteem for Jesus Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. A growing uh, affection for God's word, um, a growing love for neighbor, mm-hmm. um, you know. So he, he, so I bring those things in and and, and try to help readers uh, apply those measurements, which are harder to measure, which is why we don't do them. Sure. <laughs> you sure. know, when you say like, "How do I know my church is growing in esteem for right. Christ?" So right. I offer some help in in the book of like, okay, this is how you might approach figuring out if this is actually true of your church. Wow, that's cool, man. I like that. I like that a lot, man. And I love the 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 Mark Dever joke because um, <laughs> that that's a that's a big guy. Like I, I ran up on Mark at G three, yeah. and you know he he's he's a big guy. And uh, I've had him on the podcast, and Good. Uh, okay. yeah, he he stepped all over my toes, and people still talk about that, man. So uh, that, that that's pretty good, man. So right here, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back what's up folks i'm sitting here drinking my coffee from my friend steven miraguri who's originally from kenya and now owns a coffee import company working directly with farmers from kenya most of you know kenya is widely known for some of the best coffee in the world here is your opportunity to enjoy the same very smooth and sweet cup of coffee as i am enjoying you head on over to KenyaCoffee.store and order some for yourself and sit down with me in the next podcast and enjoy a cup of Kenyan coffee. Again, go to KenyaCoffee.store to order today. All right, we're back in here with my man, Jared. Um, so I have to, I can't let the show go on without giving Jordan a shout out, Jared. I don't know. He probably told you about me. You didn't know what, who I was, uh, Jordan, uh, Wheelbanks, uh, okay, met him. Yeah. 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 I met him yeah. at G3. I had a booth. He was right across the booth from me and I was like, yo, I want, <laughs> I want 
this person, that person on my show. Cause I'm, I'm a hustler, man. I don't know if you found out by now, but when it comes to podcasting, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a hustler. Like I'm, I'm like DJ well, Clue trying to find a new mixtape. Yeah. Well, Ed, I mean, Ed kept nudging me as well, but. It's, well, yeah. It's, Ed, it's, my, that, that was my pit bull. See, yeah. See, Ed yeah. was my, that was my pit bull. I could, he, he locked on, he locked on for until you let go, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, what what I sure. learned about Ed is, I mean, Ed is so gracious. He knows everybody. Oh yeah. And he just sure. has grace, you know? So even like what he's often in the weird position of people that he likes criticizing other people that he likes. I know. <laughs> and, I know. and so fella. sometimes I take heat from guys that he knows and he's always like, Oh, you know, you're, don't know them in real life they're really nice you know right <laughs> right right and i was like well put a word in for me brother right right <laughs> right I'm yeah not, you know whatever yeah 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 i love that brother man yeah he he same same here man you know uh he'll 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 call like hey brother you know you know the they're saying this. i was like listen it like i'm i'm from i'm from turkey i'm a country boy as long okay. as they don't come to my house and say it, we're good. I'm good. I don't right. care. <laughs> but man, yeah, good. Big shout out to Ed, man. And like I said, big shout out to, to Jordan. Um, but so on the second half of the show, man, I like to do what I call the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask everybody, whether it's, uh, okay. Steve Nichols or if it's a, uh, Pastor nobody heard of or Steve Lawson, whoever's okay. been on the show, they all get the same question. And I love the answers because just you just never know. So first signature bar question is what kind of music do you listen to? Oh my word. That's a really good yeah, question. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's gonna sound like a cop out, but I generally listen to everything. And that's, that's really what everybody say. True. <laughs> yeah. So I I but there's no because sometimes people say I listen to everything but you know, blank, and mm-hmm. that I, I really can't even think of anything that I would put. You know, so I drive my kids crazy. Um, over the last three or four years, I've started listening to more country music, which that would have been the one. Almost all my life, I would have said anything but country. Um, wow! But I've started listening to more country, not the bro country stuff, but a lot of the, uh, you know, so like real country stuff. But man, I listen to everything. But probably the thing I've listened to the most, and for the longest, like consistently. Um, would be classic rock, like 70s and 80s mm-hmm, type. Uh, so Zeppelin, CCR, Rolling Stones, a lot of Beatles, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. But I really, I, I listen to everything, honestly. Awesome. All right. We'll yeah. take it. Next I mean, signature bar. <laughs> yeah, name something. Yeah. Well, see, you know, I mean, you know, where I'm at, right now like somebody asked me the same question last night so i say wu-tang yeah. you know i'm a wu-tang fan yeah yeah break your neck and all that. yeah yeah there I, you go i listen to wu-tang <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you man i listen to everything <laughs> all right all right i got yeah. you yeah okay we can dig it all right next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading what book or books am i currently currently reading um so i just finished um, a run through a, uh, a lot of research on Lemuel Haynes. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Of course um, I am. I'm do- yeah, yeah, I'm doing my doctoral. <laughs> I'm doing my doctoral. Well, hardly anybody knows about it. That's why I like, uh, you know, I'm trying to kind of <laughs> get dig in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing my doctoral work, um, on, on him. I became familiar with him when I was pastored in Vermont, which is, uh, where he spent most of his uh, he spent nearly 30 years pastoring there in Vermont, and uh, right down the road from me, actually, he was in the wow. West Rutland uh, Parish, and um, I was about uh, six minutes from 
there. Actually, my post office was the West, was the West Rutland post office. Um, and so became familiar with them then just because I was, you know, trying to do uh, some due diligence and just trying to see what's the history of Christianity in the state. And that's when, mm-hmm. you know, he's the towering figure for the state of Vermont, for one thing. But he ought to be, uh, in my opinion, a towering figure in, um, at the very least, American church history. For sure. Um, and, and, and he's not. So um, I, I've read everything I, get, I could get my hands on uh, from him, which is not um, which is not much. Um, a lot of the stuff is out of print. There's been a few little things published over the last few years, but nothing really substantive or, um, yeah, in-depth. And so I've just tracked down everything I could get my hands on, including out-of-print stuff and journal articles. And so I, I've, I've just emerged from just kind of a being neck-deep in, in Lemuel Haynes' things. But I just picked up um, J, uh, James Smith's new book, On the Road with St. Augustine, Okay. Um, which just came out a couple of weeks ago. That's something that I just started, and I'm reading. Um, gosh, I'm going to forget the author's name, but it's all, it's on pastoral ministry, uh, on pastoral care by Sinkbill, I think is his name. Um, it's a book from Lexham Press that just came out like three or four months ago. Just picked that up. I'm actually going to put it into Google so I can give this guy his proper uh, his proper dues. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, so those are the two that are kind of, um, right in front of my eyes right now. Perfect. Yeah, it's called called The Care of Souls. There you go. The Care of Souls. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. So, last signature bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? (laughs) So, do you mean just sermons or any podcasts? Either or, whatever. What, what do you listen yeah, okay. to? I'm thinking about the so audio like, side. Yeah. So, um, unlike music, I don't listen to everything. I, I am in <laughs> a podcast rut, and maybe I need to uh, add add the bar podcast to for sure uh, to my regular listens. So, I, I you know, I, yeah, honestly, I listen to probably five podcasts on a ongoing regular basis, like every week. And um, not a whole lot of sermons. The only two sermon podcasts that I listen to uh, pretty regularly are Ray Ortland um, and, and TJ Tim. So it's the the Emmanuel Church podcast, um, which comes out of Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and um, and then the Cutting It Straight podcast with HB Charles down at Shiloh uh, Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Those are the two sermon podcasts I listen to. And really nobody, <laughs> really nobody else. I mean, occasionally like conference audio or something, but sure. in, in terms of regular sermons, those are the two, um, HB and Ray. And then I listen to the Happy Rant podcast and I listen to, um, uh, sometimes the briefing with Al Mohler. Mm-hmm. I don't listen yeah. to that every day. I know people that like, that's their newspaper. Um, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that, um. Yeah, but I do listen to select episodes of that. I listen to Doctrine and Devotion. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Joe and Jimmy. Uh, yep. So every week, uh, Doctrine and Devotion, Happy Rant. Um, and then I'm a true crime guy, and I don't know if okay. this is a... Okay, yeah, a no, that's not, no, come on with it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, so I listen to, most regularly, there's a podcast called True Crime Garage, which is two guys in Ohio who cover a case, and they do uh, basically two episodes a week. And, um, yeah, covering, uh, mysterious disappearances, murders, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, some solved a lot unsolved. 
And I just like the way they cover the case. They do a, it, it's very journalistic, even though they're very conversational and they're kind of jokey. Uh, they really dig deep um, into investigating the thing and actually do their, you know, not just Google searches, but they call and talk to investigators if they can and family wow. members. And um, yeah, so, and, you know, so you, you know, get about two hours a week from those guys. Um, and there's a few others that I'll pick up depending on what the subject matter is. Um, but those are the ones I probably listen to on a regular basis. So it's, it's usually like five or six podcasts and that's about it. Okay. Well, listen, the bar comes out on Tuesday, so you can throw us right, okay. right in there, man. We'll, we'll, okay. you know, I, I, I think you will find it, uh, entertaining for sure. Okay. <laughs> to say the least. I will check it um, out. I got to start digging through the archives. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, God has been good to us, man. We got, we got some, some pretty, pretty awesome guests on, man. And, and I'm glad and grateful that you were able to add to that list, man. So I appreciate you taking out time to come on to the show, man. And, um, and as we get ready to ride out of here, I want to give you the opportunity to, uh, address the listeners, uh, any announcements or where they can find your book and, uh, any words of encouragement, inspiration, anything you want to say. Here's your time to do the closing. Oh, my word. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're interested in anything that I've written, you could actually just go to my website, jaredcwilson.com, and that's kind of a one-stop shop. So links to all my books are there. Uh, my speaking calendar is there. The links to the places I blog. Uh, I have a, a Monday blog post every week at for the church, and then I blog usually once or twice every week or two at my uh, blog at the Gospel Coalition. And all the links are just at jaredcwilson.com, so you can find all the stuff related to there. But if I had one exhortation, given what's on my brain lately, um, whoever's listening, and I'm sure you have actually a more sophisticated listenership than a lot of podcasts do, but I just want to say read better books Mm. so that better better books do better business in the Christian market. And, uh, yeah, that would be my final kind of exhortation. (laughs) Awesome. I like it. I like it. Good deal. Well, man, again, thank you again for coming on the show. Take time out of your schedule. To the bar listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in to your favorite podcast every Tuesday, the bar. Make sure you check out, we have, make sure you check out everything on the bar podcast network. Monday, past the discussion. Tuesday, the bar podcast. Wednesday, just thinking. Uh, Thursday, Mario Esco live. Friday, Bars, Biblical and Foreign Spitters, my man T. Barlow, and then every other Saturday, Truth and Fire, the podcast. Um, and make sure you go to thebargear.com. Pick up a shirt, a hat, a beanie, hoodie. It's about to be fall time. Time to get the sweatshirts. We got all of it at thebargear.com. Till next time, you guys. God bless you. We appreciate you. And we are out.
what's up bar listeners it's finally here the bar exclusive content yes that's right you can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as two dollars a week or five dollars a month fifty dollars for the year to get exclusive content what is the exclusive content i'm glad you asked the exclusive content is additional information from my guests extra time with them and like the green moon setting laid back them asking me questions i ask them questions and also the facebook group you get a invitation to the facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there